What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 21. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, the season that never ends, we start the official episode one of the beyond which i don't know why they called it a part two like it made absolutely no sense splitting decision day like to me i don't know what you think but (laughs) i'm actually i'm not gonna fault first off they're dragging it out so if you're gonna drag it out the style and the way in which they dragged it out i can see why they did that um (laughs) You do not agree with my assessment that if they're going to drag it out, this is the way it should be done. No, no, no. I get it. Like TV wise, like if you're going to do something, keep us on the edge of our seat. But goddamn, it's maths season 16. I just, you know, let's not do this anymore. But This is a song that never ends. <laughs> it is. It is. But anyways, um... Do you want to share with the people what our plans are moving forward um, for the next few weeks? Guys, we have a, a lot going on. As Tane said earlier this week, we did not plan our lives for the show to go on this long. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to be out, but there will be an episode. Something is coming. We're working on it. And just watch out for next week for an episode, but just not with me. And then (laughs) on Patreon, we're going to have 90 Day the Other Way. And we're also going to cover Vanderpump Rules. I read a tweet about how all these podcasters are getting into Vanderpump Rules and the Bravo podcasters might be a little bit annoyed. We don't care. We're going to put it on Patreon anyway. I mean, here's gatekeeping. (laughs) Also, I saw it. It was, well, I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, it was Danny Pellegrino, but still... It doesn't count towards us. We've been watching. They're talking about people jumping on the bandwagon and they were listing all these things. If you don't know Lorelei, if you don't know Vale, we know who they are. So we don't count. (laughs) 
I might be those people. I know Laura, <laughs> I know who Laura Lay is because I did watch the first season of Vanderpump Rules. Um, <laughs> in terms of Johnny Come Latelys, I count myself among them. Um, <laughs> I, I make up for both of us, so it does. He doesn't count with you. I cover okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. So after party will also be up, um, probably on the regular feed. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tane. What is going on with all of our people? I don't, not a whole lot. Like I'm doing a lot of scouring and maybe I'm just missing it. But the two things was just, um, Mark the shark had a picture and then had a caption saying, I don't do girlfriends. I do wives. <laughs> Mavs come back to Boston. I'm embarrassed for him. I saw that. And I was like, they literally tried you the first time they gave you. I mean, it was Lindsay the second time you, you're going to have to date. Sorry, Mark, like everybody else. Like, what other sign do you need that you don't need to do this anymore? But honestly, that's the only thing. I don't think I saw anything that was, I think I've mentioned before that Noi um, has started her egg freezing journey. And I think she's just been providing um, updates on that and how difficult it's been. But everything else is just, everyone's just posting their regular life. Alexis takes a lot of like, um, I want to say professional pictures because they're really good pictures. And I, all I keep wondering is just like, how much does she spend on these photographs like they can't be cheap you never know these days you think someone has a professional and maybe they do maybe they don't you know that's true pictures are just as great on an iphone honestly so that's true but yeah other than that everyone's just living their regular life so nothing's really like stood out ben is in portugal and i think gil is in brazil i want to say you so, know, we have had two mutual friends post about being in Portugal over the past couple of weeks separately. <laughs> I'm like, what is, I need to go to Portugal. Everybody's going there. <laughs> well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that, that's really all I Well, I have one thing though. Okay. So I feel like a few weeks ago we were possibly speculating about the status of Jeff D and Shanice. Mm-hmm. Maybe they listen to us because now Shanice is posting, you know, my husband pictures. Oh, look at my lock screen. There's Jeff D. So I guess they're all right. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, mm, should I admit to being wrong? But I was like, I'm not convinced. So no. I'll, I'll admit to being wrong for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to take a break and then come back and talk about this week's episode. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltaCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltaCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. 
Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. And we are back. Today in True Confessions, my stupid DVR is very unreliable. So I missed like the first three minutes of the show. <laughs> like when they did the recap, we didn't miss anything. There we go. Because I felt like when I did turn it on, Shaq was in the middle of giving his decision. Um, and I felt like I got most of it. And then they played some of it in After Party. So I was like, okay, I saw this. Okay. So he says, you know, I can't be the man that you want me to be. And then he says, I, I want a divorce. I was kind of disgusted with him. What did you think? I can't believe he said no. And then at the point where tears were shed, I didn't know if I was annoyed or if I felt sorry for him. I I, I just, I don't know. I was annoyed. I, I just, I was really surprised that he said, I thought it was a chance. I think last week when we made our predictions, I, I thought he could say no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was actually pretty surprised. I just thought that they would just keep on going. They had enough, I thought. I don't know. It was a lot of projection, I feel. Okay. <laughs> Saying, I don't think I was the man. I mean, she said yes. So clearly she thought. <laughs> you were. Um, Dr. Pepper is in shock. Um, she, Dr. Pepper said, it's your life, it's your feelings, and only you are the expert at that. And even as she was saying, I was like, she don't mean that. <laughs> She's... <laughs> So let me ask you this. You know how we talked about it and you said the producers at least have an idea what they're going to say. Do you think they share that information with the experts? No, I do not. And then an after party, like, sorry to get ahead of things, but the answer was a little different there from what I thought. (laughs) With the producers? And what they said in after parties that they decide right there in the moment. Now, do I believe them? I think I'm going to go with no. I think the producers know, but I don't think the experts know. Well, you know, we disagreed on that. What did you You think? think? I said that they can tell the producers whatever answers, but at the end of the day, you cannot force someone when they're sitting there, what is going to come out of their mouths. And I'm starting, based on the information, I'm, I'm coming to your way of thinking because 
while the producers would like to plan for what you say you're going to do, uh-huh. they like you said, they can't control you. Uh-huh. So if they say like, don't tell us, just go do what you're going to do. Don't tell us. I think that that makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, now they that might, I have new information. <laughs> they might ask them what they lean towards. And then that determines, I guess, who goes first or something like that. And then put a caveat, like you may change your mind, but this is where you said you were leaning towards or something like that. Hmm. But yeah, I was just curious if the experts had an idea because Dr. Pepper really looked shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not just shocked, she seemed pretty mad. <laughs> she seemed a little disgusted with Shaq. <laughs> Sha- Shaq says that his heart was heavy and he's not at peace to know that they can be together for a lifetime. He's he's talking to Kirsten and they're kind of like, you know, talking after it. And Kirsten is smiling. I was like, why is she smiling? And then they flashed to Kirsten in an interview and she said, are you fucking serious right now? They had to blank out the F-bomb. But I was like, prim and proper Kirsten is going off. Every time you call her prim and proper, I'm like, which one? The one that asked for seven inches? I, 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 I don't see her as prim and proper. <laughs> I do. Since day one, I've always thought, you know, she's a little, she's just, She's very controlled. I felt like her cursing was like, Kirsten's losing it. <laughs> She's stoic. <laughs> she said, you're the one who's saying no. You're the one who's giving up. Um, <laughs> so why are you crying? <laughs> she also says people can aim high, um, but they have to be okay with who they are and where they are in life. So she put it on him. Like, <laughs> he's the problem here, not me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she said anything wrong because it's funny before she said that I had um, written down like whoever ends up with Shaq is going to put in a lot of emotional labor because he requires a lot. And when she said that in the nicest way possible, I'm like, I think I agree with her. (laughs) Pastor Cal agrees with, I think, both of you when he says that he doesn't see Shaq getting any better than that. I thought that was harsh. My jaw actually dropped. I was like, I can't believe they kept that in. I was like, listen, the thing about life is there's someone for everyone, but to say he can't get any better than Kirsten, come on. But it's crazy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I took the subtext to mean he's not going to find anybody willing to put up with a lot of what he needs. This woman said yes to him. Ah, Can he find somebody else? He can. That's unfortunately, that's just life. I mean... Tom Sandoval has a new girlfriend. You can. It's not It's not that hard. I think the impressive thing to me, which I always say, is I don't know if I'm scared of cursing or if I'm impressed by her. She did not break a sweat. She just smiled. Even gave him a hug, if I recall. And to see that she was that mad in the confessional, I'm like, oh my God, that's scary. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got here, but I think she really has the right to be mad. I think Shaq did her dirty. She does. So then we get to the morning after. Chris and Nicole are our only couple left standing after this debacle. And they say they'd not show what everybody said. I'm thinking they all know, but later on, you know, they're like, we haven't talked. Um, Then we see Jazz and Eris packing. My first thought is all those gift baskets that you get, how do you divvy up the gift baskets? <laughs> Who's taking what? <laughs> um, so she and Eris, uh, they just pack up their stuff. 
Eris is like, it's not that big of a deal. It's only been two months. There's no kid involved. There's no house. But Jasmine emphasizes like, no, this is a new chapter for us. We're starting over. I don't know why she tried. I mean, if Eris doesn't care about what has happened here, why are you going to try to convince him that something happened here? <laughs> In these interviews, everybody's asked the same questions and you can tell by the answers. Um, so she is asked, you know, like what she could do to do better or something like that. And she says that she was a damn good wife and she doesn't have to change much. Eris says he has no regrets, but he would go back and try to be open and vulnerable sooner. Um, <laughs> in the end, Eris says that they both mutually agreed to remain friends. I don't think they're friends. I think they're friendly. And there is a difference. <laughs> Let's go one lower, cordial. Like if we see each other, we see each other. But other than that, no. Although in the preview, he's walking her dog. But I also think that's just for the episodes. And once they stop filming, that's it. Well, so Eris asks in their com- move-out conversation, can he see Duchess? She says yes. In the preview for the next episode, the guys are with the dogs, the girls, and the girls ask, oh, is he going to be watching Duchess all the time? And she says one and done. So like you said, mm-hmm. she, she gave him Duchess for the TV cameras. Mm-hmm. And the minute the TV cameras are gone, she's like, why? Why would I stick around doing that? So at the end of this, Eris and Jasmine take off their rings, take off their keys from the keychain. I'm like, don't you guys have to wear these rings for the next few months to like throw us all off the scent? So I assume they get the rings back, but you know, they have a nice little scene. I mean, they have to. I mean, uh, Kristen from San Diego is selling her ring. Like, how are you going to sell it if you don't have it? Exactly. So next up is Gina and Clint and Hank. (laughs) And all three of those entities are equally important in this story. I can't believe this the neighbors. Like that's it still trips me out. <laughs> um they are doing the same thing Jasmine and Eris are doing, packing up some stuff. Um talking about be, Gina talks about how they're neighbors. She says she's going out of town. Does he want to keep Hank? And of course Clint says yes. Um interview says in an interview Clint says, "Oh, I'm leaving this without a wife, but you know, I'm really surprised by the love that I have for this dog." And he says he has new learnings about himself. I feel bad when I go, I'm like, what are learnings? Because I think later on, Gina says the same thing. I'm like, what are learnings? You are either learning, (laughs) you've learned things, but what are learnings? (laughs) They do the same thing with the keys and the ring. I mean, there's no sadness here. Play along, Aid. Play along. (laughs) (laughs) So next, you would think that Kirsten and Shaq are going to be packing. That is not the case. Shaq is there to pack up his stuff. At one point, I was like, is Kirsten coming? I don't think Kirsten is coming. So he's talking to his friend, and he's basically telling his friend that Kirsten has moved out all of her stuff. (laughs) They do a little flashback of us seeing Kirsten leaving that apartment and doing double middle fingers. Well, I think (laughs) it was funny because the thing was he was telling, either was a confessional telling his friend, like, Hopefully she doesn't have any hard feelings. And then they show the double finger. <laughs> like, I think she has a hard feeling or two. I think she does. Or two. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I, I don't know. I, I think we're on the, I don't know where the majority stands, but a lot of like on Twitter and stuff, a lot of people do not think that Kirsten likes Shaq. And this brings me to my next point. Is Kirsten really mad that he said no? Or is she mad at the public rejection? Maybe both. Like, I don't 
she's it's because of the kind of person that she is. I really do think that she's fed up of dating. I think that, you know, the whole dating being a jungle, getting to know someone and all that is a lot for her. And she, if she removes the anger, she's on the same page as Shaq, where she knows that things are missing and it wasn't quite there, but she was willing to listen. My philosophy is like, you can make things work with people, just your enjoyment factor of your relationship might vary. Like it might be so much work that it might be at 58%. Or it might be so easy and it might be a 90%. But maybe they were at 58 and she's like, eh, it's still fine. Like, you know, at least I have a partner and I'm okay. But for Shaq, he's like, 58 is not good enough. I want to be at 90. So I think deep down she knew that it wasn't there, but she was still willing to make it work. And at least still have a husband because that's what she really wants. So she's mad that he didn't play along. Okay. I think that's more legitimate in the sense that she did actually want this marriage to work. But I still think part of her upsetness is how dare he say no to me. And, and I think that's like a legitimate feeling. Yeah. I think anybody would feel that way if you said yes. Yeah. Um, so Shaq says that he doesn't know where he's going to go from here. He thought that it could work, but it wasn't a fairy tale. It was reality. For him to say that, I'm concerned. I'm like, were you expecting a fairy tale? Yes. Uh, and he says, two individuals from two different walks of life who try to create this journey together, and it just didn't work. So we see Clint in his apartment. He has a hallway kitchen. That would drive me insane. <laughs> uh, I, anyway, so he he's looking through their wedding album, and he says, let me store this in the bowels of the closet. His friend called and he shows her his ringless finger. She doesn't seem that surprised. <laughs> he says he misses Hank. His friend talks about how marriages work. And then uh, Clint says that, you know, he's 41 and he has to start over. Um, and I'm like, Garrett, it makes it sound like he's like given five years to this. I'm like, you're literally where you were probably like 75 days ago. Yeah, but I think when you think you're 41 and then you thought you were married and you had this all planned out and dating is a chore. I think that's the underlying thing. It's like, Oh, now you have to go get to know someone and then start over. When he started, he was 40. Now he's 41. I know it's two months, but he's going to go back out. And then now if you date someone, it's not going to be like married at first sight or eight weeks. It has to be another year. Then you might be 43 and it's all what could have been, I think is what it is. Okay. Um, so next we see McKinley standing outside of a house. He calls Kirsten and he's like, how do we get in? And she's like, the door will be open. I thought that was like a way to bring her into the storyline when she actually had no reason to be there. So he goes into this house that seems like it's like way out in the country. He has his friend with him whose name I can't remember. And he looks at the house. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about McKinley. He does mention that, well, Dama said that I didn't want to set down roots and look at me looking at a house. <laughs> well, the house was, they said it was 20 minutes from downtown. I think they mentioned that. So I don't know if it was that far out or in to the country, but that was the friend, um, the basement that he stays with her parents. I I, assume, I remembered that, but I don't uh, know her name. <laughs> yeah. I, Tiffany, I'm just making stuff up. Um, <laughs> When he called Kirsten, I'm just like, I am here for Kirsten getting her coins. Like, you got 
oddest people <laughs> that you could use. But we all know that Mac ain't buying no house. The house is so large. They did mention, this friend's like, this is like bigger than he wants and it's out of the price range. I was like, so why is he looking at this? <laughs> um, That was a house that was available for her to show. Maybe. There we go. The house that would sign the release. <laughs> that would sign the release. I'm like with a pool and everything. Let's get an apartment first or a condo or something, but relax. <sighs> um, Kirsten has a friend over. Completely irrelevant, but her friend is wearing pants from the Tabitha Brown for Target collection. Um, (laughs) So Karsten tells her friend that Shaq had the nerve to say no and start crying. She seems quite upset about the crying. She's very upset about the crying. Now, I don't know if it's because she feels slighted because I'm the one who said you said no to. I should be the one that's hurt or if that's part of her whole masculine why are you crying? You have too many emotions thing. I don't know which one it is. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I think it's the first one. How okay. dare you hurt me and then have the audacity to cry? <laughs> I'm the one being rejected. I should be consoled. Now I have to make you feel better after you rejected me. What is this? <laughs> Justin. <laughs> oh, so... Her friend said, well, did you learn some things? And she said, you know, being with Shaq made her more considerate of people's feelings. (laughs) Again, am I scared or am I impressed? I don't know. (laughs) Kirsten, this poor woman, like Tane said earlier, Kirsten does not want to date. At one point, she suggests jokingly that her friend become her life partner and they could co-parent and do things together. And then within the course of the conversation, she's like, no, I want a husband. (laughs) Gina is at her apartment with her friend Haley. Her mom calls. She tells her mom that she's unpacking. Her mom says something about, oh, did you need to move stuff out of Clint's apartment? She's like, I didn't have anything over there. (laughs) I'm sorry. This entire eight weeks, we did not hear Gina. Remember I kept complaining, no family, no nothing, just the salon. And now we get a call from her mom. I almost didn't believe it. I had to rewind to make sure that that was her mom. (laughs) I've never seen anyone so checked out of an experiment like Gina. Well, maybe Uh... Dom, but Gina. Um, Gina once again does not pass up an opportunity to shit talk, um, to shit talk her soon to be ex-husband and say that she hated his sense of humor and made her uncomfortable. Then they do some flashbacks. He, he like made a joke in the salon about one of the sinks being a bidet. We see the pound town thing when Kirsten and Shaq had sex. We see him joking about moaning when they're on the, the ride in, um, Gatlinburg. Like, I am a prude of the first order, and I don't think Clint's jokes are that bad. It is not that bad. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. It's, I guess it's the case of, what's that thing you call it? Once you find someone annoying, everything they do is annoying? It's called bitch eating cracker system yes. syndrome. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, because every time they flash back, I'm like, okay, like, that was fine. I thought Pound Town was funny. I laughed. So maybe the problem is me. Gina doesn't want to be friends with me either, so... I also think that I'm not saying it's like the greatest way to go about it, but if they ever had any hope of like growing their relationship, joking about sex is an intro to like further intimacy. And maybe Clint was trying that, or maybe that's just a sense of humor. I don't know. 
I think it's his sense of humor. And here's the thing. Everyone is in everyone's cup of tea. I don't know that I even fault her for if she doesn't like it. That's fine. Everybody has their levels and things or whatever. It's just the way she shit talks him about. She shit talks him about it. That's what bothers me because now you're attacking someone's personality because we could easily turn that around on her and say the same thing. Like you're boring or you're just not fun or anything, but it's just, you don't like certain things and that's okay. So why do you keep bashing him and saying it in a negative light all the time? You know, And, and maybe it's insurance because a lot of this show, you don't know what the other person is saying about you. Maybe you think he's out there saying things about you and you want to even the score, but then you look silly now because Clint's not saying anything about you. That's why you should always be your own person. So that regardless of what the other person does, you remain your own person and not get insurance and be mean to someone who's done nothing but show you respect and was nice to your dog. <laughs> so next we're at Jasmine's parents' house. With oh, her I'm sorry. For Gina, did you catch when she said the thing she's learned is that she's definitely ready for marriage? I, I you know, I, I recall her saying that and she said it last week and I was like, I don't know what she's saying. Um, what, <laughs> what do you think? I, same reaction. I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's not like, again, we don't know what she's like when she likes the person, but I, you have to be patient and give grace. And I don't know if she gave grace. I don't know if it's editing, but from what we saw, I don't think that she gave grace. If you don't have the right haircut, if you don't have the right humor, if you don't have the right, whatever it is, then she writes you off and that's it. So next up is Jasmine. She's at her parents' house with her aunt Pat. Yes. Um, she's looking at all this wedding stuff with her aunt. She said she's glad to be home, but it's definitely temporary. She tells her aunt that he never tried. And her aunt was like, so when he was with us, was it just a facade? And Jasmine says, definitely. Her aunt freely admits to being biased. I appreciate it. <laughs> she said, what could he possibly be looking for if he didn't see it in you? And that's such an anti thing to say. <laughs> that's nice. Jasmine says that he wasn't ready and he didn't give it a chance. Her aunt has a lot to say. How can you be 39 and never be in love? Then her aunt makes a joke about how she was quickly divorced, but she at least took a year or two, not eight weeks. (laughs) My favorite part of this interaction is when she picks up the bottle of wine and says, wait, is this the wine that I gave you? I'm taking it back. I guess it was like a wedding gift or something. (laughs) She was a great time. I mean, she, you know, Jasmine's mom was also a great time when she was on. So this must be genetic. But um, I, I, that was a nice little scene. I felt, you know, it's kind of not similar to Gina and Clint. But, you know, Eris is not. We don't see scenes of Eris talking crap about Jasmine. And then we've kind of got one with her talking shit with her aunt. It's At this point, decision day's over. So all of this feels very unnecessary. <laughs> does i do think she was right though when she said that she felt like eris wants to be married but he's not ready to be married because aunt pat was just insisting that he does not want to be married at all i think this wanting to be married thing what part of the wanting is it the someone to be by your side is it someone to have kids with when people say they want to be married they've got to be more specific what does being married mean and look like to you 
Because I think that would help you inform how you're going to go into this, which they're supposed to ask you about, but clearly that's not working. But what other thing is there other than having a partner being settled and starting a family? Yeah, but if you envision, oh, I'm going to be married and this person is just going to fit into my life, like right into a glove and we're never going to have to work on anything. Mm. Especially if you're going to be married at first sight, if you are that picky, and I think Eris probably is pretty picky about attraction, Mm -hmm. or he's the worst kind, well, not the worst kind, but the other (laughs) kind where he's attracted to so many different types that you try to pick someone for him and they just don't have that, you know, je ne sais quoi for him. Yeah. Which is kind of, I think, what happened with Jasmine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I just think everybody's like, I want to be married. And then they were presented with marriage and they really didn't do well. Yeah. I see what you mean. It's like they've made marriage, again, when I see grown adults talk about marriage and romantic relationships and say fairy tale, that always makes me laugh. So then they don't realize that there's also work that has to be done in for yourself and for both of you. So, But anyway. All right. We will be right back to see the couples get into their lives after decision day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. You know, I had a thought, Aide. They should match Duchess and Hank together. Are they the same breed? Does that work? I don't know. They look alike. I don't know much about dogs, but they look alike to me. Okay. But they're cute. <laughs> I mean, Jasmine is a breeder. If if <laughs> if, if he would work out, I, I'm assuming, I, I guess. <laughs> All right, so the couples are now getting back into the groove or swing of things. Like they've all moved back into their apartments and getting back to their usual life. Um, Shaq, we see, is walking into a, I don't know, boxing training Muay Thai class. And it made me laugh because it's funny how when we get introduced to these couples, all we see is workout packages and then the season starts and no one works out. All season. Well, except Eris, but no one works out the entire time. So Shaq says working out makes him feel better. He's getting back into it now. Um, it kind of fell to the wayside when he got married. So we just have like five minutes of them teaching him stuff and that's it. And this just reminded me, we did not have content during the season. Why? Why are we trying to squeeze water out of a stone for this? (laughs) So we move on to Nicole and Chris. And again, I chuckled because on maps, it doesn't pay to be a happy couple. You do not get airtime. I just realized that we have not seen Nicole the entire episode, Nicole and Chris, when we saw them in the selfie camp, but we haven't seen them since. And we're like 45 minutes into the episode right now. And this is the first time <laughs> that they're being shown. <laughs> um, Nicole is shopping with Kirsten. And we find out that she's basically just living in Chris's apartment. I think we all called it, including Pascal. Like, they're not what, if they're going to say yes, they're not going to want to stay apart from each other. So 
Then she sits down with Kirsten and then she tells her like, okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room. I can't imagine if I was in your position, like I would have flipped things. Dr. Pepper would have had to hold me back. But Kirsten is like, she feels more at peace with it now. And if he reached out that maybe she would feel more receptive to it now than in the beginning that she knows she can reach out, but why would she reach out to someone who wanted a divorce from her? I mean, I see no lies. There. That's legit. Why would you be reaching <laughs> like, out to somebody? You? If if you say no on decision day, you are responsible for making the first move. Yeah. So Nicole said, well, if I was in Shaq's shoes, like I wouldn't know what to say. And Nicole is like, I don't think that they should get back together and more time wouldn't take them there. And she's just grieving the end of their relationship, but it's not about her. Kirsten is like, there's not much to discuss. And then she brought up a good point where it's like, I could have been just sitting in the house, not wanting to go anywhere, not wanting to do anything. And you should be calling to find out how I'm doing. You are the one who said no <laughs> to me. Um, but that's not the case. I think that's when Nicole was like, maybe he doesn't know what to say. But <sighs> I think that's legitimate. I'm not mad at Shaq for not reaching out. It's like, you're the one who caused the hurt. I don't think you're going to be the one to heal it. So I don't I don't see that he has a responsibility to reach out. But if someone is going to do the reaching out, it's going to have to be him. Yeah, I think I was going to say that I don't think either of them want to reach out to each other. Nicole is the one just playing Oprah and bringing up that question on, oh, did you reach out? Did you talk? And I'm just like, I'm with Kirsten there. Like, why? What did you talk about? So Kirsten says there's not much to discuss except maybe decision day. And I agree with her, but Nicole is like, yeah, if it were her, it will always gnaw at her to find out why did he say no? It's not mm-hmm. going to change anything. I don't know. I feel like Kirsten knows why he says no. She may not understand it, but she knows why he said no. Like she like, could see their problems as clearly as he could see them. Yeah. She just... um felt different about what the outcome of those problems should be. Mm -hmm. So then we see Eris in his house. Cheese is back. (laughs) We've been asking about cheese all season, but he's back. And Eris is wondering how the streets are and if they're the same way he left it. And then Cheese's girlfriend, Raven, walks out and is like, oh my God, we're taking shots. It's only three. Like she has no idea. What is going on? And they're like, no, we're not staying together. And then she's like, oh, man, I'm sad because I wanted to meet her. And I'm like, where were they the entire time? The entire eight weeks of filming where did they did not show up at all. So I kind of feel like they knew it wasn't working. And they were just like, yeah, we're not doing this. Because wasn't Cheese there at least for the um, housewarming? No. Okay. Yeah. Because that was when we started saying, where's Cheese? Like, you know. <laughs> so he says that the thing that he's learned is that he's going to be dating with a purpose now cheese tells him that what i think you need is to be in a long-term relationship you've just been in like two three months and when it's time for commitment you're like deuces like maybe learn how to be in a long-term relationship before you get married um <laughs> says he doesn't see the point of waiting around he's gonna jump into dating and Raven should call her friends and figure it out and that he can do, um, he's not picky. He can do tall, short, thick, slim. I'm like, how can you do slim? But you had an issue with Jasmine because 
you thought in your words her ass was not fat enough. So, you know. And guys, I, I don't mean F-A-T-E. I mean, like, thick. That was what he said. I will like, say he never said that in reference to Jasmine directly. He just kind of said, my type is... He might have said the word more. But it was on after party. Okay, I don't know why I'm trying to help him out. Maybe. I was like, we're, we're, we can infer, like, he didn't say it, but we picked up what he dropped. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. So, like you said earlier, like for someone who um, attraction is very important to, I don't think he should be keeping things open or lying and saying things like he's open. You're not. So, um, we moved on to Shaq again, and his friends stopped by, and they asked um, him how. Oh, so silly. But so earlier in the episode, Jasmine was wearing a t shirt that said Conquer the Day. And then in this scene, Eris was wearing the same t shirt. Uh, I'm like, did you, where did those come from? But please, go on. Yeah, you know, I thought about it because when all the couples come together, I think he's wearing another shirt in the same way because it's very, it's placed on the top right or something. And I wondered if he had the t-shirt line that he was trying to promote and he just gave Jasmine some free merch. Why is t-shirts? Anyway. It's easy. Does it, does it feel like everybody you know has a t-shirt business? No, I don't know. People, I don't even know. Every five minutes, someone's like, I'm starting a t-shirt company. <laughs> it's easy. Low overhead costs. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shaq's friend stopped by and they're asking him how he feels. Like, do, do you feel sad? He's like, he doesn't feel sad. It just feels different. He says the thing he's going to miss the most is waking up and sleeping next to someone. His friends ask him if he has any regrets. Shaq does not know how to answer a question. I feel like I say this every week. He's like, oh, I wish you worked out, but I'm not the kind of person to to dwell on like, oh, did I make a mistake? That it was just that when I came home, I wanted to feel overjoyed and I wasn't feeling overjoyed. Um, they ask like, do you think that if you take some time that you can get her back? He goes, well, I mean, I want us to be friends eventually. Um, and he says a lot of things, but at the end they tell him like, he sounds like he's open to a reconciliation that they personally thought that they were a great match. And he's like, Oh, well, that's that. I really wish Shaq would. Well, I guess he did say it. I was going to say like, put like clearly and directly say why they weren't there. But I think he said he wasn't overjoyed. And I guess maybe to him, the bad outweighed the good. Right. I feel like that's where he's going. Because I don't think he's saying, like, oh, our whole relationship is terrible. Yeah. But like you said, the bad outweighed the good and the, that feeling of not being able to live up to her expectations. Yeah. Okay. Um, we move on to Nicole and Chris. And um, she comes over to his apartment. And he's like, oh, I got the lease agreement. And she just needs to sign it. And then they sign it. And I feel left out. We went through a whole storyline of them figuring out where they were going to live, what's going to happen with the dogs. And I feel like they gave us no details about what apartment they found. Is it in the same building? Was it a lot of work? Did they accept like, I mean, of course they have to accept like three dogs, but was it so difficult? Is it a two bed? Like what? I just felt like I wanted more details. Same. I did want more details. How did you find this place? I think later on we find out that they just moved into his apartment. She just got on his lease. What? After what? all that? Really? I thought they were moving in somewhere. Yes, because he said, oh, we have to move into our new place after you sign this. But yeah. then 
an after party, Nicole said we moved into his one-bedroom apartment. After decision day. Okay. After decision. Okay. Oh, God. That I don't makes think more you sense. can make that work. Oh, that Three would be dogs? so cramped. But I, Yeah, because I she doesn't have to sign. If they just moved into his apartment, she doesn't have to sign. She'll just move in. If she was being added to the lease, she would, though. Either way. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just like, uh, this whole three dogs thing was just about the end of the world. And like Tane, I would like to know how we got here. Yeah. I mean, it looks like that, because I thought they were going to rent like a house that they had to for a yard and stuff. But again, looks like they just got an apartment and I don't know where it was. It sounded like it was in his building, but I have no idea. So then Nicole talks about how they should um, go about with the bills. She she suggests that they should get like a shared account and then they just pay the bills from there. But then Chris is like, no, how about I just take care of it? And then you send it to me with one of those. And I don't know if they're not allowed to say like Venmo or PayPal or Zelle, but he just kind of said one of those payment things. And then Nicole in the confessional is like, yeah, he's going to get tired of that. It sounds like, you know, a very tiring way to go, but I'm not going to say that we'll just get there. No need to rock the boat. I mean, I'm not saying pull together all of your finances, but get a joint account to pay bills. That just sounds like it makes the most sense. (laughs) But like she said, you know, she's not wrong. Like, he'll get there. Like, what's the point of paying it? Then you have to keep saying, this is it. Split by this. How about everybody just sends it in there, like you said, and just put it. But it's Chris. But I'm not sure. Who's the person who said, I don't want to Venmo my wife? Or I don't want my wife to Venmo me. Oh, do you was remember it Gil? that? Was it Gil? I, I, it was. I think it was someone this season, but never mind. Yeah, somebody did say that. I remember that, but I don't know who it was. Um, I'm also very surprised that this is something they haven't talked about. They talk about important stuff ad nauseum, so I'm very surprised they haven't talked about how do you want us to do bills. Maybe it was, I don't, you, they should have. You're right. How can people who claim to have talked about everything not talked about money? One of the most important things. But yeah. either they didn't talk about it or they talked about it and they're recreating the conversation for us here. True, true, true. At the end of the day, I always remember it's a reality show. Um, They sit down to dinner and then Chris asks her if she feels um less pressure now that decision day is done and over with, she says that she does, especially now that he has made another legally binding contract, I guess with the lease, and she feels better. And as usual for maths, Chris brings up like uh, your the name change. And she goes, oh, now that you mentioned that, I'm going to go get something. And then he's like, you already did it? And she's like, no. <laughs> that um, she knows that it's something that he wanted she does tell us in the confessional that she doesn't have to do it and Chris is not pressuring her to do it, that it's something that is important to her and Chris wants her to. He's not pressuring her, but because he's not pressuring her, that makes her want to do it even more. So she has all the paperwork and she just wants him to know that it's important to her and she's working on it. Um, I know people have thoughts on name change and as long as she's fine with it and she wants to do it, I thought it was a nice touch and a subtle way of reassuring her partner that she's thinking of him and also taking strides. Because I think that's something that people underestimate, that people need reassurance in some way. And it's not because of insecurity or anything, but just showing your partner that I'm in it with you, especially for them who they didn't get a chance to date. Okay. 
agree with you. I, I, I'm of the opinion that like name changes are between the two of you. No one should be pressured to change their name. And how Nicole is going about it is like, I'm good with doing it because it's important to him. And because it's important to him, it's now become important to me. Go for it. <laughs> Finally, the couples reunite. Because I was just about to say, is this the first season where we have not seen a reunion of the couples after Decision Day? But we see that it's this wonky maths edit thing because Nicole starts by saying, we know some of y'all made your decision earlier than yesterday. So that means this was filmed right after decision day and everything else we saw beforehand was afterwards. <laughs> I, was, I didn't catch that. Good job, team. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I felt a little annoyance. I'm like, we're not stupid. Why are you doing this to us? So that means they just shoved this last minute. So we find out, you know, asking around what's going on. What's the update that Dom got a puppy. I repeat Dom got a puppy. If you recall, she made a huge thing. I don't want dog hair. I don't want this. I don't want them running around. I'm not like a dog person. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> she said, I didn't recall Dom's like opposition to dogs. I completely forgot. She's been gone for how many weeks? I forgot she existed a little bit. <laughs> um, but I'm glad you remember. I'm glad you have the receipts. <laughs> It's when they were in the car and they did the flashback in the honeymoon and that's what got the fight. And then she said she got one because she needed positivity in her life. Anyways. The whole living thing to bring positivity to your life. It's a responsibility, Dom, not a toy. It is. Max says that Dom got a dog. Like, you know what? That's the most, that's, that's. He says that he expects that from, from Dom, that it's an Im- immature thing to do. She works nine to five. She wants to travel. She likes to go out. So that dog is going to spend most of their time in the cage. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just Mac just is really mad at Dom. Mac is not a fan of Dom at all. <laughs> I, I get that everything he's saying is probably true. He should have kept that to himself. <laughs> he should have kept that to himself. <laughs> Mac is not trying to be cordial or anything. (laughs) So Eris shares that, you know, they chose to get a divorce. Clint shares that they chose to get a divorce, but he has visitation rights with Hank. Shaq says that he decided to say no and it came from his heart. I'm like, you said no, not yes. So why are you saying he came from your heart? Because that came from his heart. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) He says that he doesn't want her to hate him and he respects her. He just doesn't think they were soulmates. This whole time, Kirsten is shooting him daggers with her eyes. I don't know if it's editing, but she was shooting him daggers. Kirsten says that she was willing to go through the marriage because she doesn't feel that you can really truly get to know someone in eight weeks. And I was secretly hoping the camera panned to like Nicole and Chris. I'm like, is that a dig? Like, are you saying that they don't really know each other? <laughs> um, she didn't want to be married if there were insecurities and it would take her time to get through it. I think she slid some shade in there. She's, she did. Uh, she basically said, the, your insecurities are our problems. <laughs> the reason we are not married today is because of you. <laughs> Jasmine asked, like, okay, so is this a door closed or is this just a right now thing? Kristen is like, the door is closed. I have no plans to call him or check on him or anything. And I'm like, this Kristen, she's so, you know, again, stoic. 
So Shaq says that, you know, he knows that she'll be fine. This is a confessional and she'll find her Prince Charming and who knows, it may be him again one day. I'm like, boy, bye. I don't think it's going to be you. Like, no. I don't think she wants it to be you. I think you, like, I just think it's a real unnecessary thing to say. Like, don't, don't do that. You said no. You need to own your no. And that needs to be the end of it. Exactly. Which is what's so annoying when they say, do you regret your decision? And you're like, no. And then you're saying maybe one day. No. Say it with your chest that you said no and keep it moving. Um, They talk about growth and how despite all their decisions, they were all there for how many weeks and they all learned stuff and they all grew. I do think everyone grew except Gina and maybe Dom. What say you? Mm, yeah, I mean... I think everybody grew. I think everybody probably learned things about themselves and whatnot. Um, but I think they sometimes overestimate their <laughs> growth. You you are who you are and you came into this as the person that you are and you're going to leave the person that you are. Yep. Because the person that you are influenced how you were on the show. <laughs> so... <laughs> so. While they're speaking, Dom just suddenly is like, I have to run. Like, I have to go. I'm hugging everyone and I got to go. And I'm like, is this real or is this producer, like, leave the room? But I guess based on after party, it was real. Um, <clears throat> but we've noted, I just, there's, I get the sense that Dom really doesn't want to be part of this. Like, I know she had somewhere legitimate to go. Mm-hmm. But we noted that she, like, maybe she filmed, but we never saw it. I, I don't know. I think she's tired of all this crap. Yeah. I mean, well, I would be her, too. Well, her her roles are coming in in future episodes, so you yeah. know, I don't think she's tired. <laughs> um, from nowhere, Nicole comes out and asks if Mac and Gina are willing to date. That they're single. They're interested in each other. Would they be willing to go out? Maybe start with a coffee. Maybe do this, do that. My jaw is on the floor. I'm like. What are you doing in front of Clint? Uh, you are just going to be hard-pressed to convince me that Clint would have the right to be upset about anything. Oh. It's past decision day. You guys were never in any type of relationship to begin with. Why should Clint be upset? Um, It's not that. It's a day after decision day. There are times where, and this has happened a lot, like, You date someone, you're not with the person anymore. You absolutely do not want to be with that person. But when you hear that they're dating someone or anything, you feel something in your heart. You don't want them at all. It's just that feeling. And it's just like, this just happened. And for me, I've always felt like if Gina gave a chance, they might have had a chance with Clint, but Clint was playing accordingly. And then there was no feelings there. But either way, it's to me disrespectful. The divorce is not even over. It's just a day. Yes, they don't have any feelings, but you can't just in front of, like, did it have to be in front of Clint? I just think it's disrespectful. I don't think there's feelings or anything like that, but it's just the human ego. It's just, it it happens sometimes, but it was unnecessary. That's where I, I will say it wasn't her job. Like if they want to go on a date together, they don't need Nicole to play matchmaker. A day after? (laughs) I mean, again, I know no feelings, after a long time. And I think that's the other part is like, it's not like they were Shaq and Kirsten, I guess. Yeah. That, I don't know. If it was Shaq and Kirsten, that would 
Because I feel like they were, I don't know. To this day, I just, I don't think that Jasmine and Eris or Clint and Gina were in a relationship. <laughs> I hear you. I just think it was unnecessary. Um, they looked uncomfortable and Gina's just like, we'll keep y'all updated. And then someone says, it'll be married at second sight. And for some reason, they thought that was so hilarious. Everyone had like huge belly laughs. And I'm like, okay. And that's how the episode ended. The preview. I mean, the, these people have been punking me with previews all season long. I think from the preview, we're supposed to infer that Clint had sex with Dom, which I don't think happened. Oh, preview, no. We're supposed to infer that um, Gina's really into Mac. I'm not sure that's the case. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, I didn't, is that what they were trying to infer? I didn't think so. So, Clint said, in the preview, they cut it to where Eris asked Clint, have you had sex? He says mm-hmm. yes. Then it flashes to when he meets up with Dom. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what are you trying to say? No, they just put it together back to back. I felt like I was being tried to believe something. Someone was trying to pull a fast one on me. <laughs> well, that's it. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find Tane on the Rewatch with Nana. They're covering season 6B of Sex and the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know what you think. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're so inclined. And we'll see you next week for a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.